Live on, live on, and survive. Hello and welcome to Full Metal Analysts, a podcast covering each and every episode of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, hosted by three writers who would definitely, absolutely not put up a fight against Scar. I mean, we would just die instantly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My name is Michelle, and with me here, as always, is Arthur. How are you doing, Arthur? Doing well. And of course, we also have here Mike. I am also well. You are better than well. You're good. I'm great. Doing all right. And today we're talking about episode 5, Reign of Sorrows, and we're going to start a new segment. This is going to be very exciting. So one of us is going to have to improvise a recap, and we'll only have 21 seconds to do it, and it's going to be random. We're going to spin a dice and figure out who's going to do it. So one is me, two is Arthur, three is Mike, four is do it again. Okay? Right on, right on. So we're going to spin the dice. Here we go. Mm-hmm. One. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Arthur. Are you ready? I'm ready. Ready, steady, goey. Ed and Al are depressed because of what happened to Nina. They stay in Central, which is bad because Scar, a guy who's killing state alchemists, is also in town. Instead of going after Roy, he goes after Ed. He almost kills them, but then Roy shows up and stops them. At the same time, back in Lior, uh, the bad guys are causing a religious war, and we find out there's a bad guy called Envy, and he can turn into other people, and they're like, oh no, we gotta keep our plan in shape. Nice. So what do you guys think of the episode Reign of Sorrows? Uh, I thought it was good. It was like a connective episode, you know? Didn't it didn't it, it's like a very serialized, you know? It's just like moving everything forward. There there're going to be more and more like that. Which but, uh, I disagree. So it'll be interesting to talk about. I disagree with you. You disagree? That. Yes, oh, really? I think this episode is really important. Oh. No, I don't think it's not important, but I do think each well, episode is going to be a little less self-contained as we go on. Okay, that I do agree with. Yeah, I mean, like, there's distinct action that happens in this episode, but, like, we are now getting into serialized plot lines. Like, Scar is a plot line that's going to be around for a while. And, like, like I, I like how it bridges from one to another. Like, yeah. at the end of the episode, it's like, okay, now our automail is broken. We got to get a repair that bridges us into the next episode. Yeah, yeah. For those listeners who do not know... What we're talking about is serialized is when a story continues from chapter to chapter, whereas episodic is a story that's self-contained. Each episode is its own story with beginning, middle, and end. And I think Scar, the reason why he's so important is because he introduces the idea that not everyone is going to like Roy, not everyone is going to like Ed, not everyone is going to like a mistress, and they may have a reason why they don't like a mistress, and that reason may be very, very valid. And I think that it becomes clear that like our protagonists and the country they serve are like not on the right side of history. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important because up until now, I mean, we've had little hints here and there of that. But so far, we also had a lot of the show introducing us to these characters and having us sympathize with them. So for Scar to be here, he has this really important role where he introduces the idea that, you know, shit's bad, you know, shit's more complicated than it seems to be. And that's why I think this episode is really important to the big scheme. Yeah, no, I think it's definitely it setting a lot of crazy stuff up. Like we learned about this Ishvalan thing. We learned that there's this religious priest guy, you know, that they got rid of is still in play somehow, you know, well, obviously he's not him, but like, there's still kind of somewhat that there was a greater, you know, like a lot of big stuff I can tell is going on in the background in this episode. You had a question about Scar? Yeah. Yeah. I have a question. Like, I think it was evident that, of course, he's doing some kind of alchemy, you know? Mm -hmm. But this is the first time I kind of realized, like, oh, like, and I like that they kind of 
you know, hung a lantern on it, that his alchemy is all about destruction. So it's interesting. My question is, is that, is that normal? No. Is what normal? I don't know. I, like I'm noticing some al- alchemists are, this is a metal alchemist or a fire alchemist or stone. Like so they just tend to gravitate towards elements, but this guy is gravitating towards a process, right? It, it is different. It is different. And we, and we sort of learn why, but it, it's cool that it's like he's deconstructing the process of alchemy. So every alchemist uses the destruction phase towards reconstructing matter mm. and transmuting it into what they want it to be. And Scar was able to like separate those elements. And I don't think everyone is able to do that. So is he making something? Like, is that energy being directed towards something in a way he is that he is directing the energy towards destruction he's he's making energy by destroying matter i think kind of like a like an atom bomb i definitely felt like ed was wrong at the end of that episode where he's like oh that jerk he's just he's just full of ego and you you know i was like i don't know ed (laughs) i agree with you like sure ed you didn't participate in the war but you're still benefiting from the system that created the war you're part of the system you just got to live with that yeah, i guess like the, uh, those freaking holocaust survivors <laughs> yeah it's like oh how they're it's not that far away of a comparison i mean a mistress is sort of like a fictional version of germany not just because they have the fear not just because the technology is the same if you take that into consideration like germany did something similar to what a masters did to ishval there were the herrero wars in 1904 to 1908 mm-hmm. which were herrero were these people that lived in a desert um with little water they were primarily cow herders, and then they rebelled against the germans because they were trying to colonize the area and then mm-hmm. they were brutally massacred actually a lot of them were driven to the desert and they died of dehydration and hunger so there's a lot of historical comparisons to that and that's or why like, I think, uh, or like China's <laughs> doing right now with the um, what are they called? The Uyghurs, right? Does wait? Does no one else have um, alchemy though? Do other nations have alchemists that they can use to defend themselves against the you know this? They do. It's not that a mistress is the only nation that has alchemy. It's that a mistress is the only nation that weaponizes it with the state alchemist program. Right? Mm. That's a big like World War One parallel. I feel you know. Hmm where these scientists were given crazy titles and like that famous guy, you know, the guy, the nitrogen, the guy who came up with nitrogen, how to make chlorine gas. What was his name? You know what I'm talking about? But he's uh, kind of like, he's like the real life date alchemist, you know? Mm-hmm. Like he, he actually is the reason I forget his name. I'm trying to remember his name. Haber. That sounds right. He figured out a way to pull nitrogen out of the air so that you could put it in the soil. And he basically is the reason that we have so many people on this planet and we can feed them. But also, he, the, the byproduct of that, I think, is chlorine gas, which he was in charge of killing thousands of people with, you know. So, and he, and he had no military training, but he's this World War I general. Yes, Fritz Haber. The thing that I think is interesting also about Scar is that he, whereas up until now, everyone who sees Ed do transmutation is like, you can do transmutation without a circle. When Scar sees Ed do it, he's like, hmm. So you form a transmutation circle with your own body. Scar has like a better idea of a better understanding of what Ed is doing. They do clue us in that he has a little bit different uh, of an understanding of alchemy. His viewpoint brings something new to the world. Right. He's definitely a richer villain. Yeah. 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 He's he's cool. He's got reasons. 
On the topic of villains, I mean, uh, this is he's not the first villain who's introduced in this episode because we also get to meet uh, Envy. I would call, I would call uh, Scar an antagonist. Yeah, that's no, a good. No. That's a good way. Yeah, the word villain is has so many connotations to it. We have we have villains. I think I think that Lust and Envy and Chompy Man are <laughs> are villains. <laughs> should call him that. Chompy. Yeah, yeah. He's got. Re- he, he, they seem to just want to do some horrible thing, which they do in this episode. Yes, yes. They, because this is the episode we find out that Envy has the power to transform into other people. That makes sense for him. Because his name Envy is Envy. Has a very good voice yeah. in the dub. I like I like the voice actor. Envy's a character I like a lot. I did find it very funny how there was no security in the big evil meeting. Like that priest guy just walked in. Yes, because like oh, that's so funny. What's going on? Well, that happens three times in the episodes. There are three times where they're they're talking, and it just reveals that there's someone standing right next to them. Like they do it now. Scar just manifests itself by Ed now when they're sitting by the statue. And then when Scar is about to kill Ed, Mustang and his people somehow silently drive a bunch of cars and block off the street. Yeah, yeah. it's really easy to sneak they up. Just show up and it's like, universe. yeah. I thought that was kind of neat. I mean, obviously we haven't seen Pride yet, but these things, they I don't know exactly what they are. Like, I suspect homunculus, homunculi, homunculonamalomalus. Yes, uh, homunculi is the plural, (laughs) homunculus is the singular. Thank you. You know, I I like that they were kind of unconcerned. Like, oh, yeah, walk in on us or not. You know what I mean? Like, no, it's cool. Like, they're they're not even concerned with, like, security because they are so powerful and consider individual humans so far below them that, like, even if he had gotten away, which he couldn't, what could he do to stop their plan? It's like if you go into a hen, uh, like a hen house, to be like, I'm going to disrupt the society in this hen house, yeah. and and I don't care if they know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, they're, <laughs> their like attitude towards humanity, like it's so easy to make people hate each other. It's so like the human race is made of violent, miserable fools. I, uh, is- I gotta say, yeah, around now in the times <laughs> we're living in, I. I'm kind of inclined to agree, but this show does does have a counterpoint to that later, which I like. Yeah, there was a moment right at the beginning when he, they're whipping up that uh, religious frenzy that I was like, um, like, well, how do they, this is too easy. And then I just went, oh, no, no, it's not. This is probably how it would happen. Exactly. Like, I mean, I just, I don't know if we want to bring current events into this podcast, but I just watched like a video of like a woman freaking out in a grocery store about like wearing a mask man it's so easy to just make people angry by the way this episode is going to come out weeks after we record it but just in case just put on a mask yeah, yeah. just put on a mask it's fine. al will put on a mask and he doesn't even breathe yeah it's right? you know, it's just a little inconvenient but what, <laughs> like just do it <laughs> on the topic of, of um the homunculus I've read so many stories. I've read and saw so many stories where, like, something happens, and then at the end they have a little scene with someone going, little do they know, this was all part of my plan. And they keep doing that. And you never know what their plan is, and it just feels, like, so boring because, like, everything is part of their plan. And also it feels like they're this unreachable villain that, like, you could never actually interfere with their plan. Whereas here, something I really enjoyed is that they actually straight up say... 
this could change our plan. It transforms this big picture plot, which could have easily been turned into just endless wheel spinning. They make it very clear that this plot could be ruined. And that is, I think, really such a smart move. And the plan somehow is going to involve sacrificing Ed? Yes. That's what I think. <laughs> hold on a second. Mike, how the fuck did you figure that out? Because they no, said, well, we they, can't they kill him yet. We have to no, they sacrifice say, him. They call him a sacrifice. They said he's a very oh, they important do that in the sacrifice. Dub? They don't do that in the sub. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, no. So he's got one of those. He's in one of those. We can't kill him yet situations. I wonder, can I just say, so for those who probably figure it out, but somehow don't know yet. English is not my first language. All those uh, <laughs> mispronunciations suddenly make sense. Well, you English know it better is... than a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. But yeah, first... you, you have better English than a lot of first, like, yeah. first English speakers I know. Definitely. But I wonder how much that has to do with it, because it's not only that I first saw Fullmetal Alchemist in Japanese, but also that English is not my first language. I've seen movies dubbed in Portuguese first, and then I saw them in English, and I'm like, that's totally okay. I can hear them speaking English. It actually makes more sense. I don't know. Language is funny like that. It is. Language is funny. Wait! Holy shit! I just discovered this in my mind. With my brain, I realized that if these guys were behind the... Of course, obviously, we already knew. Wait. So, all right. I probably should have already been able to figure this out. This is not a big revelation, but that fake alchemist stone was given to that priest by these guys, this hom- homuncula. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that must mean something. All right, that's oh. all I've got. It <laughs> <laughs> go. seems like you were about to be like... <laughs> and I predict the next eight episodes with bullet point accuracy. <laughs> Not yet, not yet. We're not, we're not at Mikey at the bad yet. Uh, yet. <laughs> I wanted to talk a little bit about visual tricks because, and I just noticed all the tricks they employ in this episode to make Ed seem like a complete mess. First scene is the nightmare he's having, the completely awful nightmare. Oh, that was great. That was terrifying. I thought that yeah. was, you know, was, what was it like? You couldn't help mommy. <laughs> like, oh God. <laughs> and from that point onwards, some of the little things they do, for example, his hair is always a mess. Mm. His shirt is ruffled. So you actually end up seeing more of his neck. And you actually also start seeing more of his scar. Right. The scar, the scar where his automail connects to him. And it all comes back to like, there's very few shots in this episode where Ed isn't at like a low angle where the camera isn't looking down on him. And it culminates to that shot where Ed is literally crawling away on one arm. And you can tell he doesn't say it, but you can kind of tell he's given up. Oh, yeah. It's like he's going to have to be saved now or the show's over, you know? Definitely, it's a good moment. Great visual cues. And and I I do love the moment at the end with Ed and Al where Al gives Ed, like, a talking to. Yes. Saying he, like, won't allow him to abandon hope and choose a meaningless death. uh, That's Calls him an idiot. It's a great moment between them and, and kind of shows what Al's role is in their relationship. He doesn't just go along with everything, you know. He's sort of a sweeter metal boy, but... <laughs> he's the heart. He's the heart. Oh! He's, he's we the thought, heart. We both at the same time! Because we, we knew it. the compass, right? Yes. That, that Ed clings to. That's all, he's li- that's all he is. He's not a body. He's just, he's just literally like a, like a little... A soul. Jiminy Cricket. 
thing, you know, with, made up with the suit of armor. <laughs> they did answer our question from last episode. They were going to strip Tucker of his certification. I don't buy that. <laughs> I absolutely well, do not buy that. Reportedly. Yeah. Well, it was going to be like, oh, he did so many bad things. Uh, two months parole. Yeah, I guess it's easy to say that after he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Colonel Mustang. I want to talk about this guy. Yes, let's talk about Mustang. I also want I'm, to talk about I'm, I'm just like, you know, I, I was really excited when he's like coming out and he's, he's, he's approaching him. And he's all daring and scary. And I'm like, oh boy, like we're going to see this guy really go off. Like who is the, what is his name? The flame alchemist, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then it's raining and it's like, you know, I wouldn't forget that if I were the flame alchemist. I don't know about you, but yeah. that's a crazy thing. To forget. <laughs> of course. <laughs> right. You've got one main weakness. <laughs> I don't know, but it's still, it was great. Like, it's like, it's like they held it back though. You know what I mean? Like I'm excited to see what he is going, is capable of when that happens. They, they teased that. It's right. pretty cool. I like that they didn't try to frame Mustang's actions in the war as like, I was forced to do it. It's like, yep. I massacred a whole <laughs> a whole group of people. Yeah, he's it's like, like very calm. He's like, well, we might be in the wrong here. <laughs> it's like, oh, we, we kind of <laughs> fucked up a little bit, guys. Oops. <laughs> Our bad. It was like six months ago, though. You know? <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> it was a different time. You know? <laughs> it was a different person. <laughs> the structure of the state alchemists, like the freedom, like I, I, I get this feeling. I keep, I just keep feeling like they're not really obligated to do anything for the state i don't know like it almost feels like they are like well what are you going to do now ed you know like like what do you mean what are you going to do now what are you going <laughs> to tell me to do now you know i don't know like i'm a little confused about the power like how the right like, how how much control these people have over their lives they can be called into service at any moment yeah because technically we're in peacetime mm. so technically they're free to do whatever they want because right now there's no war but like well, they show like in the still have like a standing military like Roy yeah. Mustang. He's going after like Scar and other threats. But you can also be like Tucker who's just like doing research. Interesting. Right. This is what they get in exchange for their service. An equivalent yeah. exchange. You get ooh yeah, yeah equivalent exchange. <laughs> and since Mike, uh, you said that very eloquent point, I think it's time for us to head into everyone's favorite segment. Mikey at the bat. I'm ready. I'm ready. This is the point in the podcast where Mike is going to guess what's going to happen in the next episode based solely on the title of the next episode. Wasn't 100% correct about this one, right? I think. The Reign of Sorrows. Uh... Let's play what he said. All right. Well, I think that the Reign of Sorrows is going to refer to, it's going to rain, and then they're going to start swapping stories about like other times it rained and it was sad, and they're all going to be sad stories. Oh, yeah, you didn't get it right, Mike. Uh, <laughs> oh, Mike, you beautiful fool. All right, Mike. The name of the next episode is Road of Hope. Road of Hope. Ah, the old Road of Hope. The Road of Hope is the road that they hope will lead to their hope. Uh, no, you know, I think the Road of Hope will be like they're going to go home. Obviously, they need to go home and get new a new auto mail arm. And they need to repair Al's body. And I guess the road of hope will be like, oh, like, I hope the road is good. How's that? Oh, God, I don't know. I have no idea. I think they're just going to go home and they're going to talk about 
what their next step is. And they're going to have, have some encouraging sort of, Oh, I know, I know there's going to be some kind of like, maybe the alchem the, the stone, the philosopher's stone is, is going to become suddenly maybe obtainable to them. That's what I'm going to guess. That's the hope. All there right. That's the hope. All right. All right. Good. We hope you'll be right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now's the time. <laughs> I rode. <laughs> I rode. You'll be right. So before we wrap up, as always, let's give the episode our grades. Uh, this is going to be out of five stars. I'm going to go ahead and give it a solid four stars. I'm going to give it three stars. And not because I didn't like it. I, I thought it was good. I just think I feel like a four star episode was the last episode, right? The Alchemist Anguish was a four star episode. I think I gave it. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, that got really got me. You know what I mean? It really just got me. And I feel like that's what you need to get for a four stars. You know, this one mm-hmm. had some moments that that did get me. But I, I, I feel like overall it was really just solid and good. Um, but it wasn't. I mean, three stars is a good yeah, three stars good. Rating. No, it is. I, I think so. Anyway. I would give mine three and a half. Yeah, it's it just it's a solid episode. It did feel a little bit like connective tissue, but really important connective tissue. And it had some really great moments that I really loved, like the conversation with Ed and Al, and we get the introduction of Scar and the better introduction of Armstrong and Mustang. And uh, so there's a lot of important character stuff happening and which brings it above a three stars for me. And now it's time for, what did we learn? Today, I think we learned something very important about city planning. Always reinforce your sewers. (laughs) Good plan. Good idea. Thanks so much, guys, for listening to this episode of Full Metal Analysts. As always, you folks can find us on Twitter. We're at FMAnalysts. That's F-M-A-Analysts. It's easy to find. Just search for Full Metal Analysts. Uh, you can talk to us there. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify for our RSS feed. So stay tuned for our next episode. And until then, stay frosty. Goodbye. Bye. We love you. <laughs> Don't turn your arm into a gun. Or do. Or, or do. do. Or do it right. You. Don't do it wrong. Um, That's it. All right. That's it.